Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. In this one, I'm joined once again by my cousin, Ollie. Hello, Ollie. Hello. And we're actually sitting in Ollie's um, living room in his house in South London. Thanks for uh, cooking me some spaghetti bolognese for dinner. You're welcome. It was very nice, wasn't it? It was. It was very good. Um, I, I must ask you what your recipe is about that later on. I have <laughs> actually talked about uh, cooking spaghetti on the podcast before um, and there is some debate over when um, pasta is ready what's what's your position on that well I tend to taste it and if it's slightly al dente so it's very slightly chewy then that's good but if it's actually spaghetti rather than you know penne yeah then you're supposed to throw it at the ceiling aren't you and if it sticks then it's ready well this is where the debate uh, has started and I've had various bits of information from different people which contradicts itself. Some people say that if you throw the spaghetti at the wall and it sticks that it's overcooked. Ah, but not all of the spaghetti. Not not the whole piece, no, not obviously not the entire pan full of, you shouldn't throw all of your spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> no, that would, that would be a problem. Yeah, because then, well... It's a hygiene risk, really. It's hygiene, it? you would end up wasting all of your spaghetti yeah. that way. Um, you throw the spaghetti at the ceiling. Yeah, then if it sticks to the ceiling, because gravity on, you know, which gives it more of a kind of... Challenge. challenge. Yeah. But surely if it sticks to the ceiling, then it's, it's, it's too cooked, isn't it? No, it's just, apparently that's just right, but I mean, I... I I don't do that. No. <laughs> I just taste it. You just taste it with your mouth. Yeah, with my mouth, yeah. There's no need to... I don't taste it with the ceiling. No. No, no. no. But, I mean, it's quite interesting, the idea of th throwing your food at some object or some part of your your um, your house in order to check whether it's ready. I mean, you, that, you only would do that with spaghetti. Yeah, you wouldn't, not you toast. Would, I don't do that with toast. You wouldn't do that with toast. No. You wouldn't sort of like, is the toast ready? Let's see. Let's th let's sort of throw it into the corner of the room to yeah. see if the toast is cooked. Exactly. I don't, I don't throw soup at the wall when I've had it. No, 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 no. And it's, it's not, for example, your way of checking whether an apple is, is ripe. You wouldn't kind of... I don't know, sort of throw it out the window <laughs> no. and see how it bounces yeah, on the floor. It bounces back up to the first no. floor. No. That, that would be ridiculous, of course. Um, but anyway, you did cook me some spaghetti bolognese, yeah. and I don't know, it doesn't really matter to me how you checked whether the spaghetti was ready. The main thing was that it was it was very tasty, and I hope that it was hygienic. It was hygienic. I think it was clean. And yeah. so, you know, it was tasty, it was clean, uh, it was properly cooked, properly prepared. And so it's all good. It's all good in the hood, as they might say, if they lived in the in a hood, a neighbourhood. Um, so the 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 idea behind this episode, we've got some music playing in the background, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, the main um, point of this episode is the 
the idea of the versus battle or the vs battle right now uh, this obviously this concept is uh, it's not new any kind of match or sort of competition would involve the versus element for example a football match you know Liverpool versus Everton or um, you know those movies like Alien versus Predator or a boxing match Muhammad Ali versus Joe Fraser for example um, or or also these kind of internet uh, debates um, things like you know who would win in a fight between a bear and a shark so like a bear versus a shark or the the ninja versus pirates debate which has gone around the internet uh, many times so what we've done is um, we've created a number of different versus battles and we have written them down on pieces of paper and I've put them in a hat it's actually a fez you've got one of these Moroccan style fez hats in your house yeah. do you know where that's from actually Morocco <laughs> yeah, it is from Morocco, but you and I, on our 30th birthday, had a hedonism party, and that was one of the things worn at that party. A the hedonism party was a kind of... Uh, it was our joint 30th birthday, because we're about three weeks... Oliver is three weeks older than me, so we were 30, in, you know, around the same time. Uh, and we had this party called a hedonism party. Hedonism actually refers to... Well, it's like the idea of sort of... Um, um, Some decadence. Decadence, like um, indulging. In, in, in things like drinking, for example, yeah, yeah. would be a very hedonistic thing. But there's a joke because head, see, hedonism, <laughs> like head, H-E-A-D, so the theme of this hedonism party was that you had to wear something on your head. It's like fancy dress, but just for the head. Yeah, so it would involve wearing a hat on your head or maybe a pair of glasses or some kind of... Um, like a mask or or something like that. So there, everyone had to come with some item of fancy dress on their head or face. And and one of the items that people could wear was this fez, this Moroccan yeah, style fez. Wore that fez but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, obviously, obviously wore it home at the end of the night. Now you've got this fez in your living room, and and we're using the fez to contain all of these little pieces of paper which contain different types of verses battle. Some of them are quite intellectual some of them are quite sort of banal and trivial um, and so should we get started yeah what have you got um, pick one by the way there's there's no we don't we're not looking necessarily for a winner in these battles we're more just ex sort of exploring um, the the whole competition between the two things so the first one I've got here is Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings oh I see yeah um, now just to explain of course every you should know Star Wars uh, Luke Skywalker Darth Vader yeah. I am you know to the dark side all that kind of thing um, Lord of the Rings uh, as we know Hobbit Scandalf yeah um, Aragorn Aragorn Elves Dwarves all of that Smeagol um, Gollum Gollum yeah. yeah that kind of thing so basically what do you think Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings well, yeah. I think Lord of the oh, well difficult Lord of the Rings is pretty medieval you know, Star Wars would... There's no lightsabers in Lord of the Rings. But would, how about... Would an elf take on a, a Jedi? An elf versus a Jedi, yeah. you think? Um, well, it's, I think it's more like Gandalf versus maybe Yoda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gandalf versus good. Yoda, who would win in that battle, do you think? I think... Oh, that's tricky. I think probably Gandalf. Because he's taller than Yoda? He's, yeah, height is a factor. But, 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 you know, he has magic, whereas Yoda sort of has the force and he can do... 
<laughs> you know, he's sort of quite close combat Yoda, whereas Gandalf could summon the powers of kind of nature against him. For me, uh, Gandalf's strength really was was his um, ability to persuade people. He was more of a diplomat than an. Uh, obviously, in the movies, at the end, you see that he's a warrior as yeah. well. But in the books, especially, he's really a, a diplomat, and he yeah. manages to persuade people. That's how. That's his real power is in being persuasive. Well, he's, he's the power of knowledge, doesn't he? In law. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Yoda, well, it's similar because he also is a bit of a pacifist in the first movies. He doesn't really fight. In the more recent ones, which I didn't really like, he does fight. And I think that's ridiculous, really. It did look a bit absurd, yeah. I don't think they would fight. I think that Gandalf and Yoda would be mates. They'd be friends, wouldn't they? I think they probably would. They would, um... They'd smoke pipe together or something. Yeah. Um, and maybe Gandalf would help Yoda with his sentence structure. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would tutor him yeah. in, in sort of grammar. But in terms of the, the... I don't think that we can really agree on one of them being better, Star Wars versus Lord well, of the Rings. you were just talking about the movies, for example. I'd, I have to say Star Wars. Yeah, you would, but you're a Star Wars obsessive, whereas I would, I would say Star Wars as well. It sort of defined a new genre. Yeah. Whereas Lord of the Rings was quite classic, epic movie. Yeah. You know, didn't really break boundaries too much in that I, sense. I liked Lord of the Rings, but there were also some things that I found deeply annoying about it. Yeah. Um, like um, certain things things that they changed. Obviously, Lord of the Rings was already a book, yeah. and I think that the uh, the movies weren't as good as the book. As, as a slight aside, was, was your dad not tutored by Tolkien at university? My dad was tutored by Christopher Tolkien, ah, no. who is who was uh, um, J.R.R. Tolkien's son. Uh, I thought J.R.R. Tolkien tutored your dad. Apparently, no. Christopher Tolkien was bit boring. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, obviously less boring than J.R.R. Tolkien, because Tolkien, you know, told these awesome stories about elves and dragons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, epic tales. But Christopher Tolkien was a bit more... Just an English teacher. Just a bit, yeah, slightly less exciting somehow. Um, so personally, I prefer Star Wars because um, it was a movie which I watched from childhood and something that's uh, always excited me and inspired me. And, it, you know, I always thought it was perfect. It was a per Obviously now, when I look back at it as an adult, I can see that as a film, it's not perfect at all. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the acting and some of the script... Um, Certainly Mark Hamill is actor was pretty sort of deficient. Pe pretty pedestrian, <laughs> pedestrian really. Yeah. Um, but still, for me, in my mind, the movie Star Wars is something that I can watch and it takes me back to my childhood. It's like an yeah. innocent, kind of pure uh, thing. Whereas Lord of the Rings now, I look at it and I think, well, it's not as good as the book. I don't like the way they changed some of the things in it. And also I think sci-fi has a bit more appeal than fantasy. You think so? Senses. Yeah, I think so. It's more, um, you can re relate to it more. It's like, a, it's this, it's a, feasible-ish future rather than a completely fantasy world. Yeah, okay. We could talk for, about that forever and, and I think we'll find that we can talk about most of these forever. Yeah, okay. So we have that. to move on. Um, we shouldn't spend more than a few minutes discussing each topic, so let's try and squeeze as much sort of nonsense into, um, yeah. <laughs> into each topic as we can. And I, I want to finish everything in this hat and if you can hear, podcasters, hear all that paper in there? That's a lot of nonsense that that has to be talked about. So skip through some of these. Okay, so Ollie, what's the next thing? Okay, the next one is early birds versus night owls. 
early birds versus night owls. So what does that mean? So early birds versus night owls. That means early birds are people who are basically kind of morning people. So they're, they're on their best form first thing in the morning when they wake up. So and they're the people who kind of skip to breakfast with a smile on their faces. They're like, oh, I can't wait to get out of bed. It's it's seven o'clock. They're the sort of people who say if you're if you have a lion that you're wasting the best part of the day. Right. So these are people who love getting up early in the morning. They love. Uh, they think the morning is the best part of the day. Exactly. Exactly. They they don't have lie-ins. Um, they just love to get out of bed and do things. These are, I personally I think these are very annoying people. I can't stand these people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, and then night owls. Night owls are people. Famously, uh, Winston Churchill was a night owl. Um, right. People who are, are at their best in the early hours of the morning. So they stay up late. They kind of hit their form. They do the, most of their best work late at night. And they don't like going to bed, but they are, they inevitably stay in stay in bed quite late as well. So they kind of get up at lunchtime and yes. go to bed in the middle of the night. So uh, owl is a nocturnal animal, so that's uh, why they're night owls. The owl, of course, is that bird that kind of um, comes out at night, the one that... Yeah, kind of it makes can, that kind of noise. It can, it can rotate its head. All the way around. All the way around. I can rotate my head all the way around. 360 degrees, though. Yeah, I, I could do that, too. Can you? Things, though, I also, have, not to. I also have to rotate my body 360 oh, yeah, degrees, true. Yeah, yeah. too. Um, so, what do you think? I think we've already dealt with that. We prefer night owls, I imagine. Yeah, night owls are generally wiser. They're probably more fun. They're slightly edgier. They're the ones who are going to be get out getting drunk and being hedonistic and slightly crazy. Yes. And um, early birds are a bit more conventional and sort of annoying. No, yeah. no one wants someone in a good mood can at you, breakfast. Can you imagine, sort of, um, imagine that going on holiday with an early bird, yeah, and yeah. they would be like, "Right, come on, it's six o'clock in the morning. Let's go for a walk." Exactly. And he'd be like, "Just leave me alone." Yeah, I was out till three. Yeah, we were up drinking wine until four a.m. I don't want to go for a walk. I've only had two hours sleep. Yeah, and what, how much fun is a walk versus drinking wine? Why would I need to go for a walk? What 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 are we doing? Are we going to buy more wine? You know? <laughs> um, no thanks, I'll stay in bed. So I think the night owl won. Well, night owl wins that, yeah. Okay, so the next um, thing from the hat is the. This is a bit deep, this one. Okay. Metaphor versus simile. Okay. Metaphor versus simile. Now, what's your. No, what is a metaphor and what is a simile? Oh, see, this is your, just your expert area. Simile is when one thing is like another thing. So I think we should point out these are both, let's say, uh, devices for writers or, or devices in uh, well, English. Of, yeah, they're sort of ways of explaining things. Ways of expressing ideas or, or um, describing things. So metaphor is something that is the same as something else, and simile is when one thing is like another thing. I think metaphor isn't when it's the same as something else, it's when you describe one thing by using another kind of imagery. So, for example, if you say this in poetry, if you say the sun was an orange, yeah. that's a metaphor. Because obviously the sun isn't an orange, but you're saying that the sun was an orange, meaning that it was large, it was round, and it was it was orange yeah, in colour. Things that, that are, yeah, it's that sort of. So a you're saying that you're you're describing one thing by saying that it's another thing. Yeah, that's a metaphor. Whereas a simile is basically just when you use the word like. Yeah. It's showing kind of com parallels between two things. Yeah, you're comparing. saying that they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So that would be like, uh, simile would be the sun was like a big orange in the sky. Yeah. Um, can, you, can we think of some other examples of metaphor? Using the sun. So let's say, let, uh, not with the sun, let's say for example, if you had a fight with a, if you had a fight with a man in the pub, if yeah. you described this man using metaphors, you'd say, and so, you know, and 
and this gorilla walked across the room um, to punch me in the face. Yeah, this, this great ogre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But obviously it wasn't a gorilla, it was just a man who was large and sort of probably a bit stupid who wanted to smash you in the face. Yeah. Um, but with a simile it would be like, and then this, this horrible man who, lo who looked like a gorilla yeah. uh, walked across the bar. Or, or he, he kind of, or, he hit, he, he punched me like a cannon, like a, his punch was like a cannonball. His punch was like a cannonball. Or it would be like when he punched, uh, yeah, his punch was like a cannonball is a simile, and um, suddenly a cannonball hit me in the face. It, it means that he actually punched you in the face, but um, you're sort of trying to make it more um, ex ex uh, expressive, expressive by saying that a cannonball hit you. Which one is better? A metaphor is better. Metaphors are better than similes. Yeah, they have more scope and they're more, more kind of lateral. Yeah. A bit more allegorical sometimes, yeah. because you can use, for example, I don't know, uh, you could disc you could tell one story and it could mean it could. That is actually an allegory mean. rather that's than a metaphor. An, that's that's like an, an allegory is kind of an extended metaphor, I guess. Yeah. So you know, Animal Farm is a is an allegory for communism. Yeah. Or the kind of Russian history, at least Russian yeah. Revolution. Yeah. Um, all right, metaphors versus similes. There you go. We yeah. seem to prefer metaphors. We think they're more powerful. Right, there you go. What's right, next? Um, let's pick one of these out. So, uh, Connery versus Moore. Connery versus Moore. These are these are James Bond actors. Um, I think this is, so far, maybe one of the most important um, subjects that we could discuss uh, or that we have discussed so far. Which one's better, Sean Connery or, or Roger Moore? Which is the best James Bond? See, uh, this is, for me, this is easy, but it's, I'm not going for the subtle kind of comparisons of their acting styles or, or you know, how the, 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 the treatment of James Bond changed when they were acting, each one. Yeah. For me, it's quite simply down to athletic ability, right? <laughs> so, so Sean Connery was a, was a professional footballer before becoming was Bond. He? I think he was a, a semi-pro, yeah. Yeah, he was he was a uh, like a bodybuilder as well, I believe. Uh, he was a very, he was he certainly was, a semi-pro footballer. Was he, he was Mr. Universe. No, you're thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but Connery was like a genuinely a good athlete. Whereas Roger Moore, I remember specifically watching him running down a beach. I think in, in um, is it Live and Let Die? No, which one would it or, be? Or maybe Octopussy. Yeah, probably Octopussy. And he's just he's very flat-footed. He couldn't. He couldn't. He certainly couldn't fight. He couldn't run. He couldn't. He couldn't do any of the stunts that he's proposed. You know, it was a real chinking, chinking his arbor. What he could do though is look damn good in a suit. Yes. And and um, I, I, you know, I, I don't really care about his athletic ability uh -huh. as long as he looks good in a pinstripe suit and he can raise his eyebrow and order a martini, shaken, not stirred. Yeah. You know, that for me well, is Well, that's fun. what I'm saying. I'm, being, I'm not being very subtle about it, but quite simply between those two actors. Yeah. Not just about Bond, but, you know, I can't stand people who can't run properly. And he's <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I can't. You can't stand people who can't run No, it really well. annoys me, especially in movies where they're supposed to be kind of, you know, good fighters or something. It's just a real, oh, okay, right, a real moment right. where it, it, uh, it, any credibility just fell away. Right, when, uh, you, when, when basically the whole movie is built upon the idea that this, this guy um, it, is a fighter and he's a dangerous man. Yeah. But when you actually see him running, you realise, oh my God, he's, 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 retarded. he's terrible. Yeah. He can't even run properly. I don't believe any of this anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, maybe that takes something away. I think most people would say that Sean Connery yeah, is the best. Yeah, he's just cooler, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was like, he seemed to be a bit more brutal. 
Yeah. You know, he had that brutal thing that, that James, but he seemed a bit more cruel and bit brutal. A bit more thuggish. A bit more of a thug. And at the same time, he was perhaps more dangerous and dangerously attractive to women. Yeah. A um, bit more serious, um, handsome and all that sort of thing. Uh, Roger Moore was, I found, a bit more of a comical kind of exactly. James he was, he was the whole. That was part of the, he was, he was much more tongue-in-cheek. Yes. You know, more satirical kind of... Yeah. I really enjoy watching Roger Moore, James Bonds now, but I feel that they're more ironic and tongue-in-cheek yeah. than the Sean Connery ones, which are genuinely more dramatic movies. Yeah, they're more thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. But I love... Um, do you know? Do you want to know how to do a Sean Connery accent? Yes. Do you know Do you know how to do it? I can, I can do it a little bit, but not very well. The basic element... There are, as far as I'm concerned, there are just two basic elements yeah. to it. The first one... Of course, being the Ashes. S, the S sound, yeah. which um, should be pronounced sh. Yeah. So yesh, exactly. The second one is just that you kind of lower your lower lower your voice. Lower your voice. Yeah. So the name's Bond, James Bond, double O seven. Yeah. And he and then say kind of cool things like, I've smelt that cologne twice before, <laughs> and both times I smelt a rat. Um, but what about Roger Moore? Oh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Much more up and down. It's kind of camp, a little bit camp. Yeah. So, Roger Moore. So, you know, it'd be like, Do you prefer speed or stamina, Mr. Bond? Well, a little bit of both, I would have thought. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. basically, everything he says has got some sexual innuendo to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's very much an, an innuendo Bond, that's right. Yeah. It's like, we've, we, um, we're assigning you with an American special agent this time, Bond. Here she is. She's called Pussy Galore. And then Bond would go, hmm, a woman. You know? Yeah. That Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. I well, must, I must be dreaming. That's yeah, actually, it, actually a I'm, Connery line. I must be dreaming. That's yeah. John Connery. Yeah, is it? yeah. Okay. Um, so, Roger Moore. Yeah, it's Connery all the way, isn't it? He's, he's definitely the best. Plus, Bond. plus, Connery obviously had a much more successful acting career after Bond than Moore did. Yeah. Much more versatile actor. Yeah. Despite only ever having exactly the same accent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Sean Connery, whatever whatever role he played, he should have, he, every single uh, role he played, he played it like this. Even when, even when he was speaking Japanese. Yeah, he, he, he quite specifically chose roles that required a different accent and then refused to do it. Yeah, I think it, uh, there's a film called Rising Sun yeah. with uh, Ro uh, Sean Connery and uh, Denzel Washington. No, um... Um, so who else is it? Who's Blade? Um, Wesley Snipes. Oh, Wesley Snipes yeah. it's, it's Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes, and they're in Japan, and Sean Connery speaks Japanese. Yeah, and so listening to Sean Connery speaking Japanese is hilarious because he goes, Arigato Kajimash. You know, <laughs> um, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's your turn, I think. To well, that was, no, I got that well, one. You, you got the last one, did you? Yeah. Next, uh, there you go, there's the hat. There's a lot in here, you know. I know, there's, there's loads of things in here. Oh, Apple versus Microsoft. Apple versus Microsoft. Okay, well, you, you, you're, you're an Apple user. You've got, like, Apple iPhone and uh, yeah, I have, a yeah. MacBook. I've got a MacBook as well. I've been to well. visit Apple in, in Cupertino. You've been to the Apple offices in yeah, America, I've, really? I've, I was invited over, yeah. Really? Okay. So, um... See, this is interesting because just last week, Apple became the most valuable company, uh, I think maybe just technology company, of all time. The most valuable technology company of all time. I think it might be the most valuable company of all time, because Microsoft was the most valuable com company, mm -hmm. valued at $584 mil billion. And um, Apple was just recently valued at $600 billion. Yeah. But if you take into account, you know, 
inflation and such like, then Microsoft was still kind of more valuable. But but Apple has sort of just it feels like it's tipped the balance and become so dominant yeah. that it's now no longer kind of cool and the underdog. It's sort of become the establishment. I think that the, the we've reached the tipping point with yeah. Apple saturation, and, and now it's no longer cool to to have Apple stuff. I think, although you know, obviously Apple products are all still brilliant. But if you look at, for example, the iPhone versus, let's say, the Samsung Galaxy. S, what is it, the Samsung Galaxy G2 or S, oh S2 or something. Um, and in terms of how good they both are, a lot of people are saying that the Samsung Galaxy is better than the iPhone now. And and so it's like before, a couple of years ago, it was definitely the iPhone. Yeah. The iPhone was just clearly better than other handsets. But uh, now it looks like everyone is starting to catch up. But, but this is Apple versus Microsoft. This is Apple versus Microsoft. So Apple is still cooler than Microsoft ever was. And still better. And still better. Um, although Windows 7 is better than, than all the other Windows we've had but so far. apparently Windows 8 is amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just read a, like a technology report where it said Windows 8 is kind of as cool as the, the, the you know the Apple uh, OS. Yeah, um, whatever it is, Lion. I think that what's happened is that with Windows 7, Microsoft kind of went, oh my god, look at Apple OS 10. Yeah, uh, this is amazing. We've really got to fix they, Windows. They stole so they, everything. They just stole all the ideas yeah, from yeah. Apple and applied it to Microsoft. But I don't care. I don't care if Microsoft steal ideas from Apple. As long as they're, if they're offering me the same quality but for a cheaper price, then it. great, yeah. But Apple make hardware, you know? Microsoft never made the actual hardware itself. And there's like a, a kind of symbiotic relationship between the software and the hardware which makes the Apple products just work. Yeah. You know, Microsoft never had that. Like a Dell computer with a Windows running on it. It's not the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Microsoft leaves. Yeah, still Apple as the winners. Okay, yeah. next I've got Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro. Oh, that's tricky. And now we should establish why these two are together because obviously they're, they're both like the Italian-Americans. They've both been in some fantastic films during the 70s and 80s and 90s. They both are considered to be method actors, which means that they live the role that they... Yeah, true, well, yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's incredibly sort of... Similar in every role for somebody who tries yeah, to live yeah, it. Well, I know this is the ironic thing that they're, they're considered <laughs> to be method actors, which means they become the role that they play. But they're always doing the same exact uh, thing. But Pacino, uh, De Niro is a bit more versatile. A surely. little bit, but essentially it's just him sort of looking one way, looking, you know, making eye contact, not making eye contact, <laughs> yeah, being true. kind of going, pointing, kind of going, you, breathing through his nose, you. You, me, you, you, me, me, you, 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 me, so what about you, Pacino just does that, oh, oh, hoo-ha, you know, um, and that is pretty much whatever role he plays, He's if he's like, Pacino is a, a teacher in a language school, oh, okay, present perfect, you know, um, whereas De Niro as a, as a teacher in a language school would be like, you, you, me, we're going to learn present, you, you, shut up, you shut up, you know, um, so anyway, which one's the best in your opinion? Well, if you look at the, the, number, the films they've been and how good those movies are and how varied and I'd have to go with De Niro. Yeah? Yeah, I would, I mean, from things like, um, oh, what's the film before Good... Uh, before Godfather, 
the film before oh, no, Godfather with, with Harvey Keitel where he plays like a, a oh, Mean talking. Streets eh? Mean Streets exactly what what come on come on what's the matter with you come on so, so he's so different in that to Godfather yeah he's like a wise guy kind of wise cracking bit of an idiot yeah he did that he did so many classic movies and then things like Heat where they're both in in Heat he wins just in that movie he's better than Pacino in Heat in Heat it's the yeah. only movie they're in together right no they're in another film together oh, which more recently is, it's uh, I can't remember the name of the, the recent film that they're in together but it's, it's called terrible. You? You, me, you, you, oh, oh, you, me, very good, very good, hoo um, It was a terrible film, though, the, okay. the more recent one, but Heat is brilliant. I agree, I think De Niro is better. I like the you, 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 yeah, he's mean, you, you know, I prefer that than oh, oh, <laughs> you know? The, uh, I think, yeah, he did meet the fuckers and all that crap, but yeah, I still think he's better. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, my, one of my favourite films films ever is Taxi Driver yeah there you go uh, I think classic. that's brilliant but then again Pacino did um, Scarface and that yeah, is that is really, a fantastic film that is a great film and he also did um, say that? hello to my little friend you know um, what's the other classic he did that was just uh, after Scarface I've got it he did another film after Dog Day Afternoon Serpico 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, he, well, the, maybe his most famous one is the Godfather trilogy. But De Niro was in that too. De Niro was in the second one, but Pacino really was in all three films and he was absolutely amazing in those industries. Okay, uh, next one I've got in the hat is John Lennon versus Paul McCartney. Oh, that's very, very <laughs> difficult. The thing is, if you want a quick answer, I can't give you a quick answer because you know, we're both big Beatles fans. Yeah. I don't know if your uh, listeners know that, aren't we? Yeah. But um, John Lennon was obviously just sort of cooler. And, yes, and he was more kind of cultural, and he was more he was he was more um, political, more political, outspoken, yeah, more rebellious, intellectual, yeah. Um, but was he? Did he? Are his songs as good as Paul McCartney's songs? Okay, we're talking about so as individuals. I think Lennon is is has got a more kind of philosophical edge, yeah, and he's he's more of a kind of cultural icon, and he's, he seemed to have more pain than Paul. Yeah, he had more anguish and more. And That's right. he, 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 he um, as a result of his pain and his sense of humanity, there was more soul or he was more accessible and sort of truthful about the human condition. Yeah, he was more of an artist in that sense. But yeah. what about Paul? Well, P Paul McCartney was, was more of was, was John Lennon was an artist, I would think of Paul McCartney more as a musician, you know, as a songwriter, and he wrote yeah. beautiful, beautiful, perfect songs. Yes. And he was the one, I think, that made the Beatles' music what it was. Yeah. So in terms of their musical importance, I would say Paul McCartney. Yeah. In terms of their cultural significance, I would say John Lennon. Okay. But that's partly because John Lennon got shot. Yeah. <laughs> if John Lennon hadn't been shot, then maybe everyone would be like, oh, God, John Lennon, what a boring... Oh, yeah, imagine, blah, blah, whatever. Remember that, you know, what was that collaboration with Tinchy Strider all about? Yeah, he may have, in the 80s, he could have done some really terrible work, yeah, done, yeah. which would have made people think that he was rubbish. Yeah, or he, um, could, have, or he, or, you know, he could have been found to be a wife beater. Well, anything could have happened that could yeah. have just ruined him. Yeah. Like, you know, Michael Jackson for that kind of, in that way. Yeah. Early work, still brilliant musically, but as a kind of cultural icon, as he's kind of become more of a joke. It was really know? tainted by the allegations. Yeah, that, that's that, right. Yeah. So John Lennon kind of got cut off, uh, you know, he quit while he was ahead. I guess so. Not deliberately. Yeah. Um, all right. Know. Paul McCartney in terms of his musical brilliance, John Lennon in terms of his um, sort of um, 
political and humanitarian, and also his kind of his interesting tragic life that he had as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fascinating as a story, uh, but we can't really choose a winner between the two. All right, do you want to pick something else from the hat? Okay. I think the thing with John Lennon and Paul McCartney is they were best when they were working together. Yeah, yeah exactly. They were, they were, they were greater than the sum of their parts. They were. They were. Yeah, uh, I don't really want to talk about their parts, though. Really. <laughs> Not the sum of them. Um, this is a slightly difficult one, which is innovation versus imitation. All right, I could probably just deal with this fairly quickly. Like Innovation, okay. obviously, is about coming up with new ideas, usually in things like technology. But it could be in other things, like in ways of thinking or ways of seeing the world. But yeah. normally, when we're talking about innovation, we we talk about technology. And you might, for example, think about the iPod and the innovation there was the really the only thing, the only real innovation in the iPod was the tracking wheel, which was just the interface that you used to yeah, access the music. True, right. But you could describe that as the simplicity of design. Yeah, it was very beautiful piece of design. Yeah. That wheel that you dragged your finger around, and then of course it became the screen but and they the didn't use system and all of that it was the navigation it was good it was, it was simplicity of design but I don't know if there were any genuine innovations like things that had never been done before no. in that so innovation is all about doing and well this is the thing actually is all innovation actually imitation or some kind of iteration I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> um, but imi imitation would be okay okay innovation would be like creating the wheel Right, before you know, uh, in the Stone Age, before they had the wheel, they would like I don't know what they were doing. They would use logs and roll stuff on logs and that kind of thing. I guess so. And then eventually, one caveman was like, and he kind of discovered the wheel and then made a car. And it was the axle, surely, that was the most... Um, well, the wheel was first, and the next innovation would have been the, some kind of dividing, some, some connector like a between... round tray that they were carrying the food around, and then the guy who created the axle, that was probably the innovation. I guess so. There were probably a number of innovations yeah. at work before the wheel could really be really effectively used. You know, yeah. it would have to be, obviously, combined with things like um, um, uh, a windmill or something <laughs> yes. or something like that um, so that's innovation but coming up with something new but then so the Samsung Galaxy which you talked about yeah. that's an imitation of an iPhone is it? But you, yeah it's a big it looks very similar it's a big touch screen space it's got little icons that are like yeah buttons. but I don't think the iPhone was the first device to be handheld with a big screen because before the iPhone there were palm tops that you used a pen they didn't with. have the same kind of App sort of button design and that, interface and the, the the kind of lines of, of things. But you know, if if um, if Apple had really innovated those uh, that that uh, design, it would have been registered as a design, it's registered a design, not a patent, but a registered design. I think they did patent the, the, the same the patent the iPhone and much, so many different things about it. I think the menu system and the interface and the touch screen. I think all of really? it. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. It's kind of okay. Similar. All right. I don't know. I, I don't know if if the iPhone really was the first to arrange icons like that and to have a touch screen. I don't know if it really was the first. I think. It, I, was, I think I that this may be the power of the marketing machine. No, I've, read, of Apple. I've, I've also read the the. Steve Jobs Yeah, well, of course, you've read the <laughs> Apple account of, no, 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 of it's history. No, it is independent. That's what Apple have written no, into it's history. No, it's not. Generally, it's quite an interesting read, actually. Okay, but, right. uh, but anyway, it's not really either-or, is it? 
No, I think it's a, combi a combination. Again, I, I, I'd like to have both. I think innovation is important, but also imitation, sharing ideas between different um, different people and things. I think it's really important. So, I'll have both, please. Yeah. And, <laughs> can I have a portion of fries with that? Yes. Um, right. So, talking of portions of fries, the next item here, oh, here go, is yeah. Coke versus Pepsi. And I think we can agree it's Coke, isn't it's it? It's Coke. Next. Right. Next. Um, so, next one is a bit more difficult, and that's the Rolling Stones versus the Beatles. I think that's quite easy as well, actually. Really? Yeah. Are you pretty, sure? Yeah, I am, yeah. You're so, still... so who came first? Well, the, the Beatles came first. And, and who's... Which musically is better? Who, more number one. Wait a minute. Who came first, the Beatles? Who yeah. lasted much longer, the Rolling Stones? Whose credibility lasted longer? I think they're still credible, the Rolling Stones. Really? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think creatively they're not. They, they're sixty strutting around on stage in tight trousers and stuff. They're just not. Okay. You ask a, a kind of eighteen-year-old now, Rolling Stones or the Beatles? Surely. I think a lot of people would still vote Rolling Stones because they think that the see the Rolling Stones occupy a whole area that the Beatles don't occupy, I and that's that kind of that sort of living on the road, kind of freewheeling uh, rock and roll kind of American lifestyle which is like uh, just freedom and the blues and real authentic rock and roll and everything. Which is iron ironic because they're, you know, sort of like the yacht club and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, and they're public school boys. Well, uh, well, hold on, they're not public school boys. They were grammar school kids though, weren't they? Um, I think they were actually. Don't know, they weren't, it's not no? a public school, no, I've read... I thought they went to Eton. I heard them, I heard them. No, <laughs> no, stop, you're I wrong. thought Mick Jagger was actually uh, this part of the royal family. He, well, yeah, he was heir to the throne, but yeah. he abstained. Uh, in order to form a rock and roll band. That's right. He, if he hadn't joined the Rolling Stones there, he would be king right now. He would no. certainly be heir to the throne, yeah. Yeah. Prince um, of Wales. I maybe. think he would be heir to the heir to the Senna, but that was a joke that failed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Um, so, um, no, obviously, he. they didn't go to public school. They went no, to okay, a normal, but the, but normal school. We need to get, decide on this, so... Um, uh, okay, well, if you if you could choose, if you had to um, burn all the records of one of those bands and yeah. only listen to the records of the other band, what would you do? Well, to, for me, clearly, it'd be the Beatles. You'd keep the Beatles. But also, if you, if you burn one of those two bands' kind of whole catalogue, if you eradicated them from history, yeah, which one's influence would be more missed? Um, I, th the, I, think, music, I think you know? in, oh, in, in the whole history of music. Everything that followed them. Oh, I think probably the Beatles, because the Rolling Stones were brilliant and influential, but really they were just kind of replicating sort of authentic rock and roll or blues music that had already happened. Yeah. And they were very good at it, but they were basically just, um, in a sense, they were just... Doing, I know what it was. Basically, what? the Beatles innovated and the Rolling Stones imitated. Okay, I'm sure that there are Rolling Stones fans out there who would disagree with us, yeah, but yeah. but I agree but broadly. I, I love the Rolling Stones. I just love the the I love the the musicianship because the Beatles were great at crafting songs, but I can listen to the Rolling Stones and listen to the way Charlie Watts played the drums yeah. and the way that uh, Bill Wyman played bass and and uh, Keith played the guitar, and I just really love the in, the musicianship. It feels more spontaneous. Yeah, whereas with the, you know, like the Rolling Stones could have gone on lo like long instrumental jams, there was more of jazz in their music, but yeah. the, the the Beatles were just really good at crafting these, these pieces of incredible songwriting. Yeah, that's true. And um, recording as well, they were great recording. Really good in the studio. So, 
Can I take a short, short, uh, Yes, I break. think we'll, we'll take a short break. That is actually the end of part one of the conversation. To listen to the rest of the conversation, listen to part two. Thanks for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.podomatic.com for more information. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.